Hey friends, welcome to Free and Light, a podcast designed to help you slow down and live in rhythm with Jesus. I'm your host, Tim Shelton, and I am joined by our producer, Josh Calazano. Hey, hey. Executive director and my best friend of 41 years, Bill Holbrook. Hey, everybody. And co-founder of Sequel, storyteller extraordinaire, and my lovely wife, Kelly Shelton. Hey, y'all. Hi. Guys, I am so excited. Episode two of Free and Light, and we have some great stuff in store. We've got an awesome interview with our friend, Tim Bolke. We are going to dive into this month's daily rhythm around spiritual rhythm. And we're going to kick off a segment that we love called Three Things We Love. But first, I've got a story for you. So when I was 12, I started to learn the drums. Uh, My dad bought a drum set and uh, I would practice in the basement all the time. It probably drove my mom nuts. And so uh, one Sunday night, we're at church because, you know, Bill, you and I went to church That's every what we do. Sunday and every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, and the drummer didn't show up. So guess what this little 12-year-old twerp does? Raise my hand. Hey, I'll play the drums. You didn't. <laughs> I did. I literally did. And uh, I only knew one beat, which I think is like a 4-1 beat or so. I, I, I don't even know the name of it. But anyway, so I go up there. And uh, my church didn't practice. Like we didn't have practices ahead of time. It was just like, hey, show up. Whoever wants to play drums, here we go. That's a bold move. The bold <laughs> move. So, I, but I grabbed a pair of sticks and I get up there and I'm playing, uh, practicing them, like, you know, kind of hitting the cymbals, that kind of thing. And they start. And I quickly realized, I don't know this beat. <laughs> <laughs> because church beats are normal. Church beats are normal. Uh, you guys want to guess what the first song was? What year was this? Like approximately? Uh, 92. Oh my gosh, I was... That's before Shout to the Lord. Like nine or 10. <laughs> That's right. Okay, here it was. Jehovah Jireh. Oh. <laughs> Legit. So we grew up in a Pentecostal church and, you know, that was... that was Many like tambourines. Many tambourines, that kind of thing. So it's Jehovah Jireh. I'm trying to keep the beat. It's not happening. The whole band is looking at me. In fact, the whole church is looking at me and I am mortified after about five to seven minutes of just trying to do the thing i see like the lady the church lady quite literally uh music director going uh-uh but you, you gotta step this is you're ruining this i put the sticks down i go back to my seat head down just praying that the world goes away that they just forget this absolutely mortified five to seven minutes huh <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Which tells you something about the pride of a 12-year-old. I'm like, no, I can do this. Well, it tells you a little bit about the song, too, if that was just the intro. Yeah. Were (laughs) were people, like, clapping, trying to help you? Yeah. You know how, like, that lady in the crowd where she always is on the offbeat, not on the actual beat? Yeah. That was the drummer. That was you. That was me. (laughs) I'm that guy. Yes. Uh, So, it was horrible. It was horrible. And so, you know, out of rhythm, the, the whole like 200 people out of rhythm. And the reason I tell you that story is because I think it's a real life example of this thing that we're talking about this month called spiritual rhythm. So here we are. It's January. We're kicking off the year with rhythm. Uh, my question for you is when you think of the word rhythm, what do you think of? 
Well, now all I can think about is drums. <laughs> right. And picturing 12-year-old you trying to play the drums. Right. Yeah, I think, I think for me, uh, I think a rhythm, I'm one of those broken individuals that likes to exercise and run most days. And there's a difference in feel uh, for me when I'm in rhythm running uh, versus when I'm not. And that feel might equate to a minute per mile on a speed, but there's something internally in your body that feels right when you're in stride, in rhythm, uh, whether it's the right music on the playlist or something, but you can feel when it's off and it doesn't feel good. Yeah. I think of order, you know, like mm. ri- rhythm has a, it's predictable. It has an order. Like Bill, when you said running, I thought about exercise without running. Cause I'm not, I don't like that, <laughs> but, but there's an order to things, you know, to be in rhythm yeah. with a movement or something. And when you don't have that order and it's not as predictable, you get 12 year old Tim. On the yeah. out of the, I think of out of the pocket. Yeah, it's a good music term. It, it, it's a music term. For, so for those of you who don't know that music term, it's when the drummer's off. And, and you all have heard that before. Uh, yeah, in the pocket's what I think about. Kelly, what do you think about when you think about rhythm? I think about dance. So when we're talking about music, I think about, you know, I grew up in, in dance and everything was on an eight count. So it'd be five, six, seven, eight. But for some sections, it'd be five and six and seven and eight. Yeah. And if you're trying to dance as a whole group or team, there's, there's an out of pocket dancer if they're not hitting those ands in between. And don't, don't those dancers go in the back? <laughs> they're not in the front, right? They're as far back as they can. As far. <laughs> yeah, we can hide those people. Yeah. This month at Sequel is all about rhythm. We've been talking about that a lot, kind of planning and preparing for this. And Recently, I sat down with a great friend of mine, mentor Tim Bulky. Um, you guys know Tim runs Harbor Ministries out of Lincoln, Nebraska, and he shared some of his story with us around burnout and how he is learning to live in rhythm uh, even today. Friends, this conversation was so life-giving, uh, so helpful to me. I think you're going to love it. We are going to only give you just a preview today, but in two weeks, we're going to release the full interview. So make sure you hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to be notified when it's released. Uh, But for today, here's a portion of my conversation with Tim Bolke. This word rhythm is so interesting and compelling. And I think often our team when we talk about Matthew 11, 20, 30 all the time, but what is it about these rhythms of grace that Jesus talks about that is maybe so different than how we actually experience real life? Yeah. I, you know, I, where my mind goes as you say that is just the model of what he laid out. Um, he had, a, as you read through the gospels and if you slow it down and really read it, uh, knowing, you know, this is a snapshot, you know, of those three years for sure. one thing, but, yep. but especially particularly concerning that everybody who walked with Jesus through those ministry times knew that, that he did this differently. Like he would step away uh, for quiet solitude at all kinds of different points in his journey. And we could talk about multiple examples of that during crisis, you know, and his good friend John the Baptist would be headed, you know, a crisis of time, of time and maybe in his own journey. And what's the first thing we see in scripture he does after he hears that news off to the mountain. Great. Right. And so he does it after success. I mean, sermon on the Mount, the press of people in a ministry world, and especially in this culture in America, how we do things when there's momentum and things are on a roll, everything screams at us to keep rolling. 
I mean, keep taking the next step, keep running fast. And I understand it because I've done it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm kind of in the midst of it now mm-hmm. as we're, our ministry's gained a lot of momentum starting. How do I figure out how to get a good base? Everything says keep going, but what happens right after that? Zero them out. Disciples can't find him. Figure out he's gone to solve your praise. I'll see you in the morning. I mean, and that happens again, again, after success, after struggle, when he's looking for guidance and questions. I mean, it is just a different model of how to live, do life, work, ministry, family, all of it. You know, I think it, rhythm's the right word. I mean, balance is almost impossible for us to keep, but I think in my mind, it's not possible. How do you keep everything, you know, balanced, but there's a rhythm, there's a season for business and there's a season for quiet. And, and uh, those come at times where people have a good sense for that now when they need to step away and make do this differently. Yeah, I think about rhythm in the sense of like an intimate, organic connection. And there's got to be discipline to it because if you don't have any sense of discipline to yes. your connection with yeah. Jesus, it just, it won't happen. We're Like you said, we're too busy. But yeah. I, I all, often think about the word Dallas Willard used to use, uh, unhurried. Yeah. And, and that really resonates with what you're saying about space and solitude silence you you've got to get to a place where we can have an unhurried pace with jesus so that we can hear his yeah. voice yeah i mean i think a very strong word and then the other one i we talk about a lot is we call this idea of solitude and quiet listening to god's space and, mm-hmm. and finding that that there's got to be a practice of that too i mean can't force god to move in the moments that we want him to i think we gotta have a practice and, and as you say it is a discipline a discipline that's not talked about at all the discipline of unplugging quieting down unplugging the noise and listening yeah. sometimes there's something there and sometimes there's not but the practice of that brings rest and an unhurried pace i think is a really really good word for sure why do you think people don't create space to be still and, and to listen to quiet down and listen to the in, interior workings of their of their yeah. soul it's, it's hard work for one thing i mean it really is hard uncomfortable you wonder what you're doing and you know uh is it a waste of time i think i think that's what a lot of people feel as I wrestle through it with people is it feels like a waste, you know, this is not productive. And I think my, my reaction to that. And when we have those kind of conversations is in the practice of this over the long haul is when it will be confirmed that it's actually gives you strength and clarity. And it's, you know, my idea of space, quiet, solitude, it isn't emptying the mind. It's filling the mind with God's word, his practice is pursuit of him and who that is, you know, and then if that, if that makes sense and, yeah. and being in that kind of presence with him very intentionally. So what are some of the things that you do? Give us a little yeah. picture into what your rhythm looks like. You know, you lead this growing organization, you've got kids and leaders and people who depend on you. What's your rhythm look like? And that's why a rhythm's the right word. Cause there's, I'm in a stretch right now where we've had several events over um, several groups of guys. We do all our events in Colorado or California, a lot going on and it's, it's a pace. So in that particular really busy season where things are happening, I, I tag time on to the end or the beginning of those events, uh, mostly at the end, something to help me. Um, 
kind of relax. We just finished an event out in Colorado. This isn't going to sound like, uh, boy, that's really hard work to people, but yeah. I stayed an extra day and fished my supply fish myself with a guide, you know, and it's like, but that helped me unwind, get on the river. We take some people to do that in the midst of our leadership experiences. But for me, I needed to do it kind of on my own, just get on the water and, and relax. Um, but that's part so of the, that's part time of the play. On the or end of those. What's that? That's part of the play, right? Yes, for sure. Yeah, that's, also that. And it, it, I always find for me, it opens up my soul to some of the deeper longings in my heart or some of the things that are going on beneath the surface, because it's almost like you let your guard down when yep. you take time to have some fun and to play and all of a sudden you can become more present to the moment. It, I think it's a for sure. super overlooked part of rhythm. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with you and very critical. So given actually myself time and permission to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in a busy season, still doing that on the tag in, like I said, coming in soon to a time where it'll slow a little bit, I hope for a while, uh, be a more regular kind of daily shorter, you know, practice of really focusing on scripture and that kind of thing, but also having quiet. And uh, for me, you know, one thing I love doing is biking. So as long as the weather holds up in Nebraska here, man, I mean, right, right. Until it frees me out. I mean, that's going to be, I'm going to be on my bike several times a week when I'm here because I just think better and yeah. breathe deeper when I'm doing that. And everybody's got something like that. I think making a commitment, giving ourselves permission, that's okay. It's yeah. good to uh, do that. Th- yeah. That's really good. So um, I know a lot of people listen to this. When they think, when we say the word rhythm, they probably mean, that we're thinking about a quiet time. Right. And it can be that like, I'm, I'm not uh, debating that or, or putting that down in any sort of way. Cause I spend time with Jesus almost every morning. And a lot of people call that a quiet time, but give me the difference between what we're talking about being in rhythm with Jesus and attending to the needs of the soul versus just the, the spiritual I don't even discipline practice of just like, I get up and I read my scripture and I do a yep. devotion. I pray. And then I go off my day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think in those gaps and those extended times of space, as we call it, solitude and quiet, I think one, that's why it needs to be longer than a 15 minutes or a 10 minute, because it takes most of those 15 minutes to get the adrenaline out, you know, and, and to kind of be able to get to a place. So one of the differences is it's quieting down, it's unplugging exterior noise. It's kind of getting into a calming presence. I do some repetitive reading of scripture, you know, to, to do that quiet down. And then, then I just develop a practice of listening and uh, a practical thing with that, that I've invited people into is in the midst of those quiet. And if you have a couple hours, even in the midst of that quiet to really be seeking God and thinking about it, I look back, you know, look forward and invite people to look back and forward, look back over the last, week or two or months since you did this, you know, what's been going on? What have I been thinking about? What have I been struggling with? What's some of the questions and process it a little bit. I always have my journal and uh, certainly invite that others to do the same and, and process that question. And then as I think about the next month or the week, next week, what do I want to be thinking about? God, what's on your heart? What's on my heart? Mm-hmm. Is there anything I need to attend to? So, so what happens thinking of the story of Elisha, God doesn't speak in the, you know, yeah. in the loud stuff he speaks in the still small, quiet <laughs> whisper of your soul. You get quiet, you create that space for a couple hours, you shut off the phone. Yep. Uh, people, please shut off your cell phone. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and you look you look back 
I do this in my own life. And then you look forward and, but God whispers something to you. You know, uh, what do you do with that? Man, that question, what do we do when we hear something? What a question. Friends, make sure you come back and listen to the full interview. It's amazing. Hit that subscribe button and we'll be sure to notify you right away. Tally, Josh, Bill, balance is almost impossible. I literally sat back on my chair and went, well, of course. <laughs> balance is almost impossible. When I think of balance, balancing my life, I think about like holding up all those proverbial plates that are spinning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We all know that's impossible. I mean, I don't know anybody that can do that sustainably for a very long period of time. And I've tried. It's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. But compare that to the word rhythm. Yeah, I just think as you're talking about that, the effort and almost the perfectionism of balance is unattainable. That's what you're saying there. But when I think of the word rhythm, I think of intentional. I think of freedom. I think of uh, that non-anxious idea. Um, it, it, there, there's really two different emotions that come with them. And moving in sync, I think back to those dancers that you were talking about, Kelly, or, you know, the drummer or running, there's a running bill, there's a cadence and you're like in the pocket, you're in the beat. And I almost imagine like, what if we could do that with Jesus where there's a connection to him where we're in sync. Uh, and we say a lot around Sequel. Not the band in sync. I, I saw you, Holbrook. Not the band he, in sync. He had like boy band moves. Was, I, I, I really want to sing Bye Bye Bye. That's them, That's right? That's what I was yes. in that moment. Bye Bye Bye. That's right. All right. So we, we're talking about. But I kept it in. Not in sync. Uh, we're talking about in sync with Jesus. <laughs> not JT. Moving fast and slow at the same time. It's a busy world. It's a fast world. How do we move fast and slow at the same time? And, and Tim was talking about, you can't do that in 15 minutes. You can't like 15 minute quiet time. Where did we learn that? I, I think, you know, I think back of church upbringing, it might've been the youth pastor going, if I can get these kids to just do 15 minutes a day. That's like, a, lot, a lot better than nothing. Yeah, that's better for than sure. nothing. That's a win. But that's when we think of like sustainability for our souls in this world, when we're out there for 12, 13, 14 hours a day, 15, it's like eating a snack in the morning and not eating until the next day. There's gotta be an ongoing connection, which is, why, Josh, you're reminding me, we have a definition of spiritual rhythm. So here it is. The disciplined, unhurried, effortless connection with Jesus that produces intimacy in him. The disciplined, unhurried, effortless connection that produces intimacy with him. And by the way, for those listening, why intimacy? What, that's like a super weird word that nobody ever uses anymore because when we are close to Jesus, we ultimately find life to the full. Jesus talks about that in John 10, 10, um, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, which is our kind of where we're going to hang on for the daily rhythm this month. He talks about when we walk with him and work with him, we ultimately get a life that is free and light. And that feels a lot better than religious burden and, and guilt, which is at least the spiritual practices. That's how it felt for me growing up. Yeah, 100%. And, and when you go back to that word intimacy, like in that definition, produces intimacy with him. And this is something that Tim Bolke had said is, what if you're in this rhythm and it doesn't produce anything tangible or anything practical, right? But it's this idea of what if it just produces connection with our creator? 
Yeah, he said, uh, sometimes there's something there. Sometimes there's not. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the something, in air quotes, I'm air quoting right now, isn't the goal or the key, which sounds completely counterintuitive and countercultural because everything in our lives and in the world is about what do I get out of this? What do I get out of this? What do I get out of this? And what we're talking about here, the what do I get out of this is not the goal. Connection for connection sake. And we can only do that. I love the word you use space. They named their whole podcast, by the way, after that. Kelly, when you think of the word space, what do you think of? Yeah, right, right away it goes to the word unhurried. You know, so much of what we do is hurried. I think about rushing my kids out the door. We got to get here. We got to do this. We got to do yeah. everything we're doing is at this pace that's not sustainable. So when I think about space to have that time, maybe to just be quiet before God, that, that just feels like a lot of peace that I'm looking for. Yeah. I mean, the truth is you can't be in a hurry with anybody and actually have a real connection with them. Think about the last time you and I had coffee, Josh, as we were planning for this podcast. If I was in a hurry and distracted and preoccupied the whole time, do you think that I care about what you're saying and that we're really in a, you know, a close connection to each other? No. 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 Right. If Kelly, if you're trying to like download your day (laughs) to me, Wait, this happens actually. <laughs> what time are we doing that? Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm gonna need you just turn into a therapist. Josh, session. I'm going to need you to cut this out. <laughs> on the real, if, if you're trying to tell me about your day and something that happened, and I am preoccupied and in a hurry and I just want to get to Netflix, there's no love there. And I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this happened, that's happened too many times. But you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And I, I'm just stuck because we're throwing around some of these words and, and the two words that I see almost in competition with each other is this word unhurried that we're defining now. But then we throw in this word intentional when we're mm-hmm. talking about uh, the rhythm, right? Discipline, unhurried, effortless connection. That's an intentional process. And I, don't, I don't know about you three, but you know, my wiring, when I think of intentional and unhurried, there's a, there's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. Like it's tough. To have both of those in the same space. Yeah, that's why we put that in our, I mean, it's our definition, so people take it or leave it. But you cannot create space with Jesus without discipline, intentionality. Right. And you can't really, It's. I won't say can't, it's very difficult to hear if you're in a hurry. And so those two have to marry together, disciplined and unhurried. And what it actually, over the long haul, Tim used those words in his interview, what it, produces over the long haul is an effortless connection. And, you know, when I think of that word in our definition, I almost, I I struggle with it, to be honest with you, because it doesn't always feel effortless with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Can you guys tell me you can please relate to that? Okay. For the people in the back. For the people. All right. It doesn't always feel effortless, but what I can tell you is I have been a Christian my whole life. I have been following the ways of Jesus now for about a decade and two totally different things, but it feels a lot more effortless today than it did 10 years ago. And I know that's true in your lives because I've watched it happen. And I, and I hope that it's true in those that are hanging out with us at Sequel and, and listening to this podcast and joining us with the daily rhythm and all that kind of stuff is that the, the hope is that the more you do it, the more you create some space, the more you listen to Jesus, the more you seek him with intention, 
became well, that intimacy with Jesus comes, life looks a little bit more full. Mm-hmm. Life looks a little bit more free and light. So I hear you saying there that the intentionality to create the space, and when they're in that spot, that's where that organic, unhurried can happen. That's it. And that's a great segue, Bill. That is the whole reason why the daily rhythm exists is it's a thing that we can help you with, our listeners, in learning to create space, learning to listen to Jesus. So you can go to dailyrhythm.org and you can check out this month's daily rhythm. Guys, you know what it's time for. Three things we love. All right, friends, if you have been around Sequel a little while, then you know what's coming next. If you're hanging out with us for the first time, let me tell you, we think you're going to love this. Three Things We Love is our chance to spread a little joy in your life and tell you about three things that we have recently discovered and we love and we think you might too. Could be a good book, great coffee, always coffee, an experience, a metaphorical tool in the toolbox to seeking Jesus well. Friends... Let's get to it, Bill. Tell me, what do you have for us today? Yeah, for me, I uh, have a 13-year-old and 16-year-old daughters that are entering the world of GASP technology. Oh, no. Uh, I know. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, my wife and I, uh, we, we want to lead well and parent well. And so we stumbled on a book. Uh, it is called The Tech Wise Family. It's by a guy named Andy Crouch. And uh, the main idea of the book just says, what is the proper place for technology in our family and how can we keep it there? It doesn't say, let's go Amish and eliminate technology. It doesn't say, let's have a family chat on Zoom. Uh, it kind of, <laughs> you know. Wait, does anybody actually do that? Uh, during COVID, yes. But that's, oh, a, that's a different I mean, podcast. Like, okay. I'll let that uh, be in your rooms. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that thought of what is the proper, everything in our home has a proper place. So what's the proper place for it and how do we keep it there? Yep. Love it. Uh, give us the name of that book one more time. The Tech Wise Family by a guy named Andy Crouch. We'll put that in our show notes, friends. We'll make it easy for you to find that. Kelly Shelton, what do you got for us? Are you ready for this? I am, yeah. Fresh eucalyptus. Oh, my word. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Say it again. Sorry, I, I won't is laugh that a br- Is that a brand? <laughs> or a it's thing? Not, no, it's a new band, actually. A new, oh, <laughs> is it a brand? Is it a band? No, it's not. Wait, if I Google this, what's going to come up? Oh, I'm not Koalas. sure. I didn't Google it beforehand. <laughs> Fresh eucalyptus. Okay. You get it at the grocery store. It will come in a bundle. It smells amazing. Your whole car will smell like it. What do you do with it? You can put it in a vase at home. Okay. You can tablescape with it and put it by your charcuterie board. It's two words that <laughs> I have not used in a sentence together. Josh, outside of refresh. Yeah. When's the last time you've made a charcuterie board? I see. I don't. Yeah, his wife does, and that's it's better right. than most people on this planet. Listen, the ladies know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they, girls, I get it. you yep. are attacking with me here. It is fantastic, and when it dries, it still smells wonderful and it's beautiful. I can't recommend. Tim, it can you put the eucalyptus charcuterie board in our show notes? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, how do you? How do we link to this in the show notes? <laughs> yes. Okay. Wait, seriously. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. <laughs> okay. 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 Like, can you cook with it? Could you just Google that before you do that? Does it go in tea? Inside this yeah, we're, 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 Can you feed sure. it to your koala? Yeah, we're not, quali- we're not qualified. <laughs> we're out of our depth. We're out of our depth. Can you have a koala bear in the United States? I don't know. Hold on. I need to. This feels like a rabbit trail. Yeah, we're just, we're just going <laughs> to. Uh, the Australian Koala Foundation has deemed it illegal to keep koalas as pets anywhere in the world. 
Fresh eucalyptus. We're moving on, Josh. I, before we move on, I, in, in all, all joking aside, I feel like we ragged on Kelly for that one. So um, first three things we love segment. No. We'll does. figure it out. I, I feel love. Legit, we were at Haven this weekend. There was fresh eucalyptus. Is that what that if was? That's what it was. I, I know. See, I'm good. There you go. Light it bulb smelled, just went off. smelled amazing. Amazing. Okay. Friends, fresh eucalyptus. Josh Calazano, what do you got for us? I'm having to go off the fly because Kelly totally stole mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is a productivity system, so to speak, that is super, super basic. Uh, it's a pocket journal. So if you've seen like a Field Notes brand thing or there's there's a million of them out there. Sometimes I have a hard time getting things done. Bill knows this. Uh, you guys know this. Some of you may not. I, I was one of those guys and I have tried all of the productivity hacks or systems. I've spent so much time in the software and the programs and using those tools. And I found myself like absorbed with using the thing versus it actually being productive, right? So, but it fits in your pocket. Surprise. I'm doing eight critical things. I write them all down and they're either for my quote unquote wellness, whether that's exercise or something like that, take a walk. Mm-hmm. They are work-related things. So I need to edit a podcast. I need to make something, write something, send an email. But they're critical things, not just like put my shoes away. <laughs> you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So I write them down and it's great. I'm on day, like recording this day 45. And I and I can tell you legit, I've seen your productivity get better. Thank you. I, I'm telling you. And this Josh one over shared here. this with me. That's right. Group hug. Kelly yes. has a pocket journal. And I actually I have one upstairs that I'm contemplating. Wow. You don't know yet, do you? I'm contemplating. Guys, like that's a whole other podcast on <laughs> productivity uh, software for our team. Yeah. That's it. I will say on, on the spiritual side, last thing, I'm, I'm interjecting moments that are part of my day as well. They yeah. are not to-dos, but I'm starting to almost keep a log of my days, which for me is a big deal. Yeah, it's so a big good. deal. All right, fresh eucalyptus, a pocket journal, and a book. Yeah. Give us the name of the book. Tech Wars Family, Andy Crouch, That's Amazon. Right. So there you have it, friends. Three things we love and we think you will too. We hope this brings a little joy to your life. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Free and Light. Would you do us a favor? Be sure to hit the like button and leave us a comment. We want this show to be as good as possible. We'd love to know what you think of it. Our hope is that this conversation helps you in your pursuit of living life to the full, a life that can only be found through a close and intimate connection with Jesus. Until next time, seek well. Free and Light is a podcast of Sequel Ministries. At Sequel, we believe that life to the full comes out of an intimate relationship with Jesus. If you'd like to support this podcast, visit us at sequel.org slash donate.